Hey, this is Steve. You're listening to Art Mache Podcast, Episode 8. The music in the background right now is Cricket Blue. They're our guests for this episode. Uh, we get to sit down and talk to them, ask them some questions about their music, and they play a really killer live set in the middle of the show. So thanks for listening, and stay tuned. Welcome to the Art Mache Podcast. I'm Patrick Tracy. I'm Steve Chuwinski. And we're here with Laura Heberlin and Taylor Smith of Cricket Blue. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. How are you guys doing today? Great. Quite well. Oh. Right on. Right on. Oh, nice. So where are you both from? Uh, I am from Underhill, Vermont. I am originally from just outside Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. What brought you to Vermont? Oh, it was a, it was a long and winding road. Uh, I lived in Georgia, and then I lived in Kentucky, oh, wow. and uh, then I lived in Connecticut, and then I lived in Vermont. Wow. Were you checking off parts on a list, or is it just like uh... It's just a, it's a <laughs> gradual northward migration, I think. Oh, nice. And somewhere along the line, you started Cricket Blue, which is a pretty incredible band, if I do say so myself. Me and Patrick got a chance to listen, and... We really dig your music. Thank you. Um, how would you describe the kind of music that you make? It's usually kind of a hard question mm-hmm. to boil it down into like a genre, but um, if you had to sum it up. It is a hard question, and it's one that we've been thinking about recently because we'd <laughs> love to have a sort of four-word description of our band. Um, we haven't settled on one yet, but folk is part of it. Yep, folk is one word of the four words. <laughs> <laughs> working on working on three and, you know, yeah. the rest. Yeah. Two, th- two through four. Yep, exactly. So uh, how did you guys uh, meet? How did you guys bump creative heads? Uh, we both went to Middlebury College mm-hmm. um, where we became friends and started playing some shows together. We were both performing as solo acts back then. Um. And then we, when we graduated, we both stayed in Vermont um, and continued to do the thing where we would split shows because uh, neither of us really had enough material to fill a two-hour slot on our own. Mm-hmm. And as we played more of those, the number of duets that we worked out for kicks, you know, on a, like, oh, you want to join me on a couple of my songs? I'll join you on a couple of your songs. That gradually grew to fill most of the show. That's cool. And so we decided to give it a, a name and just be a duo. So you guys both were playing solo music when you met? Yes. Interesting. So I saw on your website that you you two both studied uh, philosophy and lit. Is that right? I studied philosophy. Yes, I studied lit. Taylor had a lit minor. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You got to have a minor with that philosophy degree. <laughs> I've yeah. got the same degree. <laughs> I, when, you, when you major in philosophy, you have to have a practical backup minor, exactly. like literature. Like literature. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. Mine is, a, mine is my backup. My minor is music. <laughs> oh, go. yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm creative writing for my major and a music minor. There you go. Job You're, security. You are. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> it's super viable in the, in the workforce. Uh, um, the creative writing must lend to 
music writing. Where where would you say that uh, your passions in music, your strengths lie? Are you more into writing music, writing lyrics, and what do you kind of each bring to the table that kind of cohesively make Cricket Blue? Ooh, I like oh. that question. We're both very into lyrics. Lyrics are important uh, to us in the music we like to listen to and what we like to write. Uh, Laura, yeah, I think, well, like, um, like you were saying, I think Laura's creative writing background seeps into her songwriting, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, listening to, listening to the two EPs that you guys have on your website, Cricket, cricketbluemusic.com, is that right? Nailed it. Heck, <laughs> yes. Um, it seemed like you sort of let both of those backgrounds express themselves in your lyrics, at least. Um, a lot of storytelling type songs. Yes. Definitely. Very, very narrative plots kind of <laughs> stuff. Where where do you draw your inspiration for those lyrics and from the music? Do you find that it comes from a certain place, an idea, and a time, or is it just kind of an amalgamation of just everything that mm. is going on around you? I mean, I guess it there's a kernel of some sort of feeling that mm. uh, usually for me a character will develop around there are only so many confessional love songs, autobiographical love songs you can write. So uh, it's good to make up people and have things happen to them. Give some, bring some new plot lines to the right to yeah. the songwriting. Only repertoire. so much happens to me. <laughs> that is true. And what do you guys do for? We kind of talked about this before we turned the mics on, but uh, do you guys have day jobs right now? And if so, what are you both doing? Yeah, I work at a bookstore in Shelburne called The Flying Pig. Um, and and I, I work for a nonprofit called GiveWell. Cool. We, oh, try nice. to, we try to find good charities to recommend to donors. And, and neither lend to those, like, those sprawling narratives that you, uh, you need in your music. Is that right? So oh, far, anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bookstore, it sounds like at least you're surrounded by other awesome literature to maybe draw on. Oh, yeah. Tons of literature. And also, I'm just interacting with people all day. Some Heck of yeah. them have made it into songs, for sure. Very cool. Do you introduce yourself saying, hey, by the way, I write music. Can I write something about you? Or do you just not, <laughs> no. you just like jot it in a no, book you, behind you the desk secretly? You look interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never ask and you change the names. <laughs> yeah. Joe at the bookstore. Damn it. Yeah. At the uh, <laughs> Flying Porpoise bookstore. <laughs> yeah, that's the name that you change. It's, it's you don't have to porpoise. change their no. name. It's just the, the name of the bookstore. Because yeah. then they'll listen and be like, well, my name's Joe, but I, I, I was at the Flying Pig, so. <laughs> Can't be me. Can't be me. Phew, I was worried. This, this Joe doesn't seem so bright. <laughs> not, not a song worthy that's guy. What the, that's what the song's about. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, um. Our mutual acquaintance, Eric George, is mm. uh, the reason we were able to get you guys on the show, which is really cool. Um, he did our episode three, three. Episode three. Which is really cool. How do mm. you guys know him? He, he does what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I first met Eric when he was busking on Church Street. Mm-hmm. Um, us, us too. Which is a thing he, he does with some regularity. Uh, but this was years ago. I, I think it was when I first moved to Burlington. Mm-hmm. I heard him on the street, and he was awesome. And so I introduced myself. Uh, at the time, I, w- I was booking um, uh, a folk series at the New City Gallery on Church Street. And so I introduced oh, wow. myself and yeah. said, hey, do you want to play our folk series? And he said yes. That's really cool. <laughs> do you guys uh, do you play at New City 
anymore? Is that is that a? I've never really. I knew it was a a place for visual artists and other artists to kind of have a residency. I didn't know they did music. They do. Uh, I'm not really involved with the uh, the programming there anymore. But yeah, there's a folk series that on Sunday huh. nights. Um, continues. I think it only happens in the fall and winter time because mm-hmm. in the summer it's loud on Church Street and it's hard <laughs> to play unamplified acoustic music, which is what mm-hmm. it typically is. Especially uh, right next to Red Square. I wasn't going to name any names. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Blue you mean Square. Purple Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> but that place gets bumping for sure. <laughs> That's our tagline. <laughs> this we place get bump- gets bumping for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I assume that you guys are also friends. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is that right? This is accurate. Just okay. colleagues. So, um, I was, well, that's how me and Patrick operate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering kind of what came first. Did you guys meet each other as friends or as musicians? Oh, well, good. Good question. In a way, it's hard to separate the two because... Oh, yeah, that, that's kind of sweet sounding. Oh, but, oh, but, but wait for the explanation. Just, wait, wait for the syrup. So the way we actually syrupy met sweet. is that... Um, so, we, so we met in college, as, as I think we said, and the reason we met is because we were in the same a cappella group. Oh, okay. wow. What was All it right. called? The Mama Jamas. Not as not, punny as I thought yeah. it would be. <laughs> not, not at all punny, actually. Yeah, no, they're usually... Um, you know, like I've heard the treble makers. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys Wait, are please don't trouble. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same uh, guy who made the tagline for Red Square? Is that? <laughs> if, if, if you mean me, <laughs> then yes. Um, that's really cool, and that actually um, makes sense because the harmonies in your music are really, really tight and really nice. Thank you. And that's got to come from kind of that background. Do you have a like? Do you have an extended background in music outside of personal pursuits and acapella? Did you take it in high school and do all that stuff? Yeah. um, I grew up playing cello, and I played in a sort of turbo orchestra growing up. Um, And then I also have a minor in music and composition. And I grew up playing saxophone. Uh, I was really into jazz as a kid. And that was mostly what I studied. Also, my family are very musical. We would just sing in the car all the time. Yeah. That's probably where I started harmonizing, was trying to find something different to sing from my other family members. Is your, all, do any of your other family members pursue music in any way? They do. Uh, my sister, uh, who's um, a couple years younger than me, she lives in New York City. She works on Broadway. Oh, doing, wow. Yeah, doing all sorts of music gigs. So oh. playing in pits. Doing Very arranging cool. for shows, yeah. What was like? What was year one for both of you as far as playing and singing? When did you both start? I was thirteen when I started playing guitar and singing. Yeah, I think I was fourteen because it was my freshman year of high school, and I wanted to write songs. I, I'd been playing saxophone since I was maybe uh, fifth grade, but gotcha. Um, yeah, at a certain point, I started having all these feelings. <laughs> oh, those like, dang feelings! <laughs> I need to, I need to sing about them, but you can't, you can't sing. Sing with a saxophone. That's <laughs> that's the thought that I had. I oh. just put it together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to see it attempted. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was it was trial and error that led him to this place. I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, 
I noticed on your website that you guys have two EPs available right now. Is that right? I.O. and um, the self-titled Cricket yeah. Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a favorite song off of those that you're playing right now? Oh. I have a favorite song in terms of the, the recorded version. Um, my favorite thing we've recorded is Eleanor, which is on the IOEP. Mm-hmm. I'm just really happy with the way that turned out. There's a string arrangement on it that I think is pretty cool. I Strings noticed that, and I wondered if one of you played that or if you kind of uh, contracted out for that for that bit. Uh, I I wrote the – it's a cello trio on that song, so yeah. I wrote the parts playing cello but uh, hired a professional to make it sound good. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that professional is John Dunlop. Very cool. Um, that is awesome. So what, what was your – favorite song to play live then of those eight or uh, what is a f- a song that you like when you see it on the set list you're like oh we're getting to gets that you, one gets you pumped up <laughs> oh my god but you don't have to sound uh, like that at all save it for the middle of, <laughs> save it for the middle oh, or the end that kind of song i wonder if our answer to this is the same the song that we're most excited about right now one do it on the count I, three yeah one, One, two, two three. three. Corn, Corn King. King. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Corn King it is. That would have been awkward if it was. Uh... <laughs> if I name one of my songs. <laughs> um, who's Who wrote that one? That that actually is one of my songs. Oh, but, 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 sorry. Um, I don't mean to. I don't know why I'm trying to divide you guys. <laughs> I was just talking about how beautiful your friendship was, and now I'm just trying to start stuff. Um, no, it's okay. We agreed. We did. We did agree. And and honestly, our, our writing process is I mean, we do write separately, but the final version of any given song is a pretty collaborative thing. The the harmonies we you know write together, um, and obviously the other person comes up with their guitar part. So. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth before it falls into its final shape. And I saw I saw one video um, where you, Taylor, were just playing and you were singing, uh, but you both play and sing at the same yes. time most of the time. Yes, yeah, we have we have one song on which I do not play. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny actually because we have um we have exactly one song on which Laura doesn't gotcha. play because we just okay. thought for a change of texture it'd be nice to have you know one guitar mm-hmm. sound but uh, I feel like that song for whatever reason gets disproportionately represented in our like online presence I yeah, feel like people always take pictures during that song exactly. or a little video that was definitely so, the you know the video that I saw yeah <laughs> so it looks like uh, looks like I'm the guitar player but that's not true at all well that's cool. Uh, this might be actually a good time to uh, take a quick break. If you guys are willing to play us some music, that would be awesome. What do you think? That'd be awesome. Oh, my god! So we'll break everything down, mic you guys up, and we'll hear some songs. Great. Heck, yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Hey, this is Steve again. Uh, you are about to hear some awesome live music from Cricket Blue. Uh, If you want to check out the video footage from their performance, be sure to check out our extras page at artmachepodcast.com. If that's not out now, it should be within the next couple of days. And if you want to know exactly when we release all the things that we do here, be sure to follow us uh, on Instagram at artmachepodcast. That's it. So enjoy the music and the rest of the episode. Right, and we're back. Guys, are you ready to play us a couple songs? Yeah. We are. 
Heck yeah. If you don't mind just giving us the title before you start. We're going to do a, a pair of songs, and this first one is called Quiet Part One. And we'll let you guess what the second one's going to be called. <laughs> awesome. Quiet Part One. Take it away. Yeah, that was amazing. That was beautiful. So, uh, thank you. Is it part two? 
Was that it the is. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Three to three. Three to three. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be a, a quiet part two. Heck yeah. Um, I got to do a little retune, though. I probably do as well. That, uh, the one we just played was by Laura, and uh, I wrote part two trying to emulate her style as much as possible. Nice. That's really cool. So we'll see if it passes. In which part did you write first? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's the, <laughs> the answer is the conventional one. <laughs> That's kind of what I expected.
you spin me fast take my wrist to pin my hand i am small and thin as death blue white and as still the same you grow hushed at last when we wake up on new year's day i'm quiet knowing how my breath moth and dust will drive away and even as you spin me fast take my wrist to pin my hand i am small and thin as death Yes, guys, that was so nice. We talked about your harmonies before, but um, you're both really nimble on guitar, too. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's amazing. (laughs) Cricket Blue played uh, three songs for us here, but we decided to break up the set and use the third song for the outro of the episode. So stay tuned for a little more interview and another awesome song. And we're back, Boom. guys. Welcome back. Oh, I took your headphones. Do you want these back? Uh, Speaking I mean, of back, I can hear everything. That's no, 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 no. It's, it's much better to have the Empire <laughs> mouth noises. Okay. Just a... Well, thank you guys for playing for us. And now I got my headphones back on. You've Ooh. got your headphones back on. Uh, don't take those with you. Please. <laughs> um, that sounded really awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for playing. Uh, good, solid three songs. It was it was great. I wanted to. Uh, I'm curious. How long does it take to? We talked a little bit about it off camera, but how long does it take to get used to working with somebody, being solo artists, um, coming in as a duo, and what do you feel kind of you learned personally and as an artist from that collaboration? Hmm. I think it took a while before I felt as comfortable as I do now harmonizing with you, Laura. Right. Um, I don't remember like a transitional feeling where it used to feel hard and now it feels easy. Mm-hmm. But I would say like we we do a lot more things the first time mm. the way that we want to do them, maybe. I think that's true. Like it's just gotten a little smoother to... To work with each other right off the bat. Yeah. And I don't think that before this collaboration, I'd ever really had to listen so closely to another person singing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like types of things, little ways that you would like fall off a note or um, your vowels or whatever that I had never even had to think about in another person before. And right. now they just come very intuitively. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got into it a little bit, but it sounds like you guys kind of each write different songs. So it's like not necessarily that you collaborate in writing each song. Um, So tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of bring songs to the table for each other. Uh, Well, we both bring a a more or less complete song into rehearsal or our Dropbox folder is really where we bring it. Gotcha. And we have our, 
our little recording and our lyrics. Um, and we've started a revision process now where we decide which lines we like and which lines we're not such a big fan of. And then we go back and revise. Yeah, part of that has been intentionally giving the song to the other person at sort of a first draft stage before you feel like it's ready mm-hmm. to get their input then on lines that they like a lot and definitely think you should keep or moments they think could be stronger or that they don't understand. Um, and that, I think, has been productive so far. We've only done it on a couple of newer songs. Mm-hmm. Was it ever a, a scary moment when you first started working there, like, oh, it's my song. Okay, <laughs> here's my song. Or was it like, hey, take a look at this. I had a lot of that at earlier stages in oh. my life. I <laughs> haven't had that. Um, no, and I, I really did. I totally did. But yeah. with with Laura, I haven't so far. I oh. basically trust that, like, if you think something sucks, it probably does. And so mm-hmm. it's worth changing. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it sounds like you guys kind of both uh, combine song structure and lyrical depth in your writing. Like, you have kind of a similar style about writing a song uh, that follows a narrative, and we talked about that a little bit, but, like, has a a lyrical progression and something to really sort of decipher, as well as having, uh, like, the tonality of the song that's also kind of lush and, like, really, really nice. Um, What usually comes first for you? The music part or the sort of uh, lyrical delivery? Mm. Great question. Well, I would say I do a lot of free writing because I was a poetry writing major. And so all of those free writes kind of distill over time into characters or ideas. And then meanwhile, separately, I'm coming up with little guitar licks that um, I fit melodies over. And then sometimes my characters will um, come from my free writes and then make it into the melodies that way. So it's kind of simultaneous at the end. Yeah. Um, what would you say? I think that's kind of similar for me. That I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have sometimes a line or two that sound good that I like the rhythm of, and then I'll come up with a little melody. Um, but other times I have music first, and I'll try to think of how the music makes me feel and fit some words to it. Um, I think often it sort of spirals out from some central core, so. Mm. Either I'll have the lyrics of a chorus, and then I'll make some music to go with the lyrics, and then I'll make more music to go with that music, gotcha. and then I'll make <laughs> lyrics to go with the new music for the verse, or you know. So, and then a, you end up a, with part, parts one and two, right? Yeah, and three. <laughs> so it's a stepwise sort of process, I guess. Very cool. That's awesome. And uh, I think we're both uh, happy for parts one and two, and hopefully three. So <laughs> keep the process going. I will be happy. For, we're not right. hopefully happy for free. For free. Blah, blah, blah. Can we just edit that out? My no, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's wisdom, man. We will Thing about both music. be happy for three. God, you didn't have to get so close to the mic. <laughs> did you say we? I, and did you say we won't be happy for three? We will be happy for three. That's presumptuous. I mean, we don't. I'm know. excited for it. Three might be really sad. <laughs> I'll be happy to hear it anyway, just to feel. Now I'm just saying everything's super slow. So guys, I'm going to turn this mic off. We can just continue on the conversation if that's okay I'm with excited. you. I'm excited. 
<laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Goodbye, I'm going to leave. All right. Um, so, Laura, uh, I'm happy that we finally got this together because you've been sick for a while. Yes. And it sounds like, Taylor, you got you got the bug, too. I did, but it lasted um, a lot shorter for me. Laura was sick for a couple weeks. It was rough. I, I literally I lost my voice on three different occasions in a three-week span oh my for God. multiple wow. days. So how did that affect your performances during that span? Uh, they were canceled. <laughs> we, we did end up having to cancel a couple of shows. It was... It was a bummer. But we that's had, the winter. We had one show that uh, we had a really sympathetic audience. They were just really nice. So we just told them the high notes aren't going to come out. And they were <laughs> they were cool with it. So we just plowed on. I think everybody knows it's cold season, you know? Yeah. So most people will probably be sympathetic of that plight. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, oh, go on, Patrick. Oh, oh, may I? Yes. Oh, why, thank you, <laughs> yes, sir. <please. laughs> so kind. Um so, you've stayed in Burlington, what, or in the Vermont area. Do you feel? What do you feel that Vermont has it given you any inspiration, or what kind of influence do you feel that the state or the community has had on your growth or your music or anything along those lines, mm. if it exists? Yeah, Burlington as a music community is fantastic. Uh, the folk scene here. There are so many really talented people. I mean, we were talking about Eric George, who was on your podcast uh, earlier. Um, But there there are just so many great artists who are really inspiring and also very encouraging of each other. Um, It's a totally, like, non-competitive spirit. Everyone is sort of rooting for everyone else to to make their best music and to succeed. Um, So, yeah, the experience of being a musician in Burlington is very much about the community of musicians, which is a thing I think is very cool about this city. It's awesome to hear that. I think that's sort of a parallel that we've been able to draw from all our guests, and we sort of went into this to kind of find out what the art scene is like for people in this town. And what everybody said, for the most part, is like it's just supportive and mm-hmm. like it's a good place to cultivate something that you wouldn't necessarily be able to cultivate somewhere else. Do you guys see yourselves kind of moving elsewhere for a continuation of music, or do you... We've talked about it. Um, For now, Vermont makes more sense than, say, New York City, because Mm -hmm. we can keep a car here easily and tour, and our rent isn't horribly expensive. (laughs) Still pretty expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, uh... Yeah, we, we, yeah, we've kicked around the idea of moving to a different city, but I think what we've settled on, at least for the time being, is Burlington as a home base and just trying to tour more, uh, be on the road a fair bit and see other places and meet people in other scenes that way. Very cool. Do you have any uh, shows coming up? Oh, I'm sure that we do. Oh, I know that you do. Uh, March 4th and April 9th. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. For, yeah. He's prepared. <laughs> more prepared than we are. <laughs> so uh, March 4th, you guys have a show in Colchester. Um, I, I can book you guys some shows next. <laughs> <laughs> I am not officially offering my, my managing skills. Um, but uh, April 9th, you're opening uh, for Gregory Douglas. At oh, too, yeah, right? of course. Mm-hmm. That's going to yeah, be a fun gonna one. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We also have a, a tour planned for April that we're just finalizing the details on. So Some of that, that might, be, be... might be nearby. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Um, I was just wondering, 
you've got maybe a tour, you've got a couple of cool shows. Um, is there any other news that you'd like to drop on the on the podcast? Anything <laughs> on the horizon for Cricket Blue? Oh, oh man. Wow. Uh, we look forward to to jazzing up our YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> and what's the handle on it? it up. Oh, that's a great question. I think it's Cricket Blue Music. Cool. One would uh, hope. Yeah. And it might just be Cricket Blue. And Taylor, <laughs> uh, you're pregnant as well, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Glow. Yes, twins. that was. Oh, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. What will you name them? My twins? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh. what were those cat names we came up with? <laughs> with the. You're going to have to be more specific. Oh, oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the winter equivalent of autumnal is right. a word. Right. Well, no, what Novemnal. <laughs> brumal. It's brumal. brumal. There's a free tidbit for you. There are, there are words for all the seasons. Uh, there's vernal uh-huh. and uh, autumnal yep. and uh-huh. brumal and is, is winter. And now I'm forgetting uh, spring, so. So there, there you go. That's, that's, Four word segments. So we so we've got two <laughs> twins named Brumel. Hello, I'm Brumel. I'm Brumel as well. Oh, hello, so great. And they're, they're from another country. You guys in the future travel a lot, <laughs> and your twins are very cultured. Uh, I can We're see it all. We're all fortune tellers. See it all now. Um, there's, I'm not sure if you have any more questions, Steve, but there's uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys. Um, on your website, you have all these great quotes from Seven Days and uh, other publicists. And then if you click read more, you have these <laughs> great quotes from just oh my people at shows. We and just added that page. I'm yeah, so glad more you found it. More, more importantly, more importantly <laughs> there's the most lovely photo of you two. And I was wondering if you could explain... And just discuss this. We'll put it. There'll be a. Uh, can, I, can I describe it oh, while you they can describe it? <clears throat> mm, please so do. So in this photo, mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful white background. Mm, two people. Um, we have we have Taylor and we have Laura, and they're standing back to back, shoulder dropped a little bit, and they're both smiling. It looks good. Um, they're wearing. The, this is the kicker. They're wearing the same outfit. <laughs> And it looks like maybe it was Laura's first. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. But we've got nice uh, high-waisted, high-ish waisted shorts, mm-hmm. really cool orange top. Um, oh, yeah. What's going on with that, guys? I think you've just described that. everything that's going on with it. Well, this I, uh, is radio. And it, and it, <laughs> oh, but we'll, we'll put a photo on, on the episode page. But it really needs to be seen. Oh, I it, hope it does I hope you will be because seen. we couldn't. So our friend Isaac Wasik, who did a lot of our photos, took that photo for us. Um, And the story behind that photo is I found two pairs of matching children's shorts (laughs) at my parents' house. Uh, And my older sisters don't remember them. They're size 10 and size 12, like for a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. And um, Taylor and I can kind of squeeze into them. (laughs) One one thing you can't see, Mm -hmm. this being radio, is that we're smallish people. (laughs) Taylor, it looks like you might be wearing the 10. I I think I'm wearing the larger ones. And I I also think that I didn't actually manage to to button them. No, you you worked a belt into the the equation. (laughs) They had to be belted up. This is amazing. <laughs> so that's the uh, album artwork for your next, that's your cover for your next album, correct? 
Uh, well, now that, now that the whole world knows about it, see, maybe just a painting of that. I think we have like six or seven listeners still. We uh, we intended that page that you found immediately uh-huh. to be sort of an Easter egg. Uh, I was and, thinking, uh, I'm sorry uh, about that. I no, it's no, no. I'm it. so happy that somebody found it because there are some amazing things people say to us, and there's just never a good time to to tell people. Um, speaking of your website, also. Uh, I noticed that you guys sort of cited some of your influences, and um, I was wondering, I saw that you cited, like, Neutral Milk Hotel as one of the musical influences, among many, many, many others, but um, are there any important influences that you think are, like, the key, uh, either writers or musicians for both of you that you'd like to... uh, Name drop. Yeah. <laughs> drop them names. Um, well, the thing I've been saying for years is that Anais Mitchell is my biggest influence. She does a lot of storytelling songs and character writing, too. Um, <clears throat> so she was kind of the first one to show me that songs don't just have to be about your own life. Very cool. And, yeah, Laura got me into Anais Mitchell very soon after we met each other, actually. I think that's one of the first things you told me I had to go listen to. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan as well. Uh, Joanna Newsom is maybe the like the largest single influence on my songwriting and lyric writing, just in like an aspirational way. Like, <laughs> could I ever do something so cool as the thing she does? Uh, so it's like a thing to strive for. Very cool. I mean, I think you guys are nailing it, so yeah. don't be so modest. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, modesty, is a, that's a nice quality to have, too. <laughs> so here. And let, me, and let me tell you, we are the most modest. <laughs> so, oh, I bet you so I'm modest. the most modest. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, on the line of uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, which I don't necessarily... That's one that I sort of really recognized out of the, the list of influences. Um, do you guys each have a favorite Neutral Milk Hotel song? Oh. 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 I mean, Two-Headed Boy Part 2 feels like cheating to say. It's, it's not. It, mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of the obvious one, though. Uh, there's so, some like, good ones, though. I was going to say that one. Uh, yeah. And and for me, so... <laughs> Ghost? Yeah. Maybe. That album is, like, my favorite album, and... A lot of the power of it is the thing as a whole, you know, the way the songs all like create this sort of fully realized world. Um, so that's kind of a lame excuse for not being able to pick one. But <laughs> that's a great answer. Um, all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I, uh, I guess I have been listening to Holland 1945 uh, mm. kind of frequently because it's on a playlist that I made recently. Um, so. Very cool. That, that's a good one. That's awesome. I will agree with you on the album structure element because every time I hear one of those songs, I've got to listen to all listen of them. to the whole thing. Yeah, from the yeah. Start. It's like it'll that come is, up on Pandora, and I'm just like, okay, time to play this album from the start. Yeah. And, and even if you don't have time to like listen to all of them, whenever I hear one, it it calls to mind all of the other ones, right? So like mm-hmm. I I'm unable to sort of think of them in isolation. I hear one, and I remember the whole experience. Well, cool. That was kind of my, my whimsical question of the episode. <laughs> not, as, not as whimsical as they usually are. Um, but uh, so lastly, what's the best place for people to uh, hear more Cricket Blue? I know we plugged the website, but 
Um, is that pretty much it? You kind of talked about the YouTube. Where do you want everyone to go? <laughs> Don't go to our YouTube channel. <laughs> not it's not yet. Jazz, yeah, jazz Well, you have a week. This is going to <laughs> next Tuesday. Oh man, that's a good challenge. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, our website really does link to everything mm-hmm. we would want people to see. We've got our videos and our. You can stream our music there. You could stream us on Spotify so that we get the royalties. Oh, oh cool. There you yeah. go. See, that's important to know. Breaking in the cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One so, partial cent at a time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick loves gum. <laughs> With those pennies. So cricketbluemusic.com or cricketblue on, on Spotify, you said? And I think we're we're on other things too. Do people use Rhapsody anymore? I do actually. So, oh, you um, do. Yeah, <laughs> great. Cool. I'll find you guys. We're, find us on. I don't know what that is, but you can probably find us there. <laughs> and Instagram. You I've got Instagram. it. Oh, we do have so, an Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Little history na- lesson for oh. everybody. Rhapsody oh, and Napster are now one. If you ever used Napster as Naps- a Napsody. Napsody. Thank oh. you. Oh. Yeah. Three-way pun right wow. there. Yeah. We all we all did it. That was a, is that this, was a portmanteau. Is this? <laughs> A five, a four. I can't do math. Four-person improv team going on right now. I think. Maybe? I think we just became oh. one. Yeah. Wow. But what beautiful synergy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and and nice. that's that's rule one. Uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to plug before we finish up? Uh, those awesome brands of shorts. <laughs> yeah. Who what? Knows? What? Is, do you know Who the brand knows? of those shorts? Oh. It's a brand that's, that's obviously now defunct, I yeah. think. Defunct. It's from the 80s, I Always. would guess. Maybe 90s. Probably 80s, though. <laughs> what if we, yeah, let's just plug, what do we like? What should people, what should um, everyone experience? Uh, oh, everyone should go um, to Shy Guy Gelato mm-hmm. and the Swing and Pinwheel. Oh, Swing yeah. and Pinwheel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, George Saunders. Oh, oh my gosh. I just <laughs> finished the short story collection by George Saunders called The 10th of December, and it is it might be my favorite book, Ooh. which is crazy. It's top five for sure. Right now. Oh, that quickly dropped from favorite down to the top five. <laughs> well, maybe ten. I it's work at a bookstore. I encounter <laughs> a lot of books. There are words books. on paper. They get jealous. <laughs> um, well, guys, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. This was really, really cool. It was awesome to hear you, get to know you a little bit. Um Beautiful, beautiful experience. Well, thank you so much for having us. This was really fun. Uh, Patrick, where can people find uh, your things if they Ooh. wanted to get? Well, in my apartment, but please don't break <laughs> into the apartment. But if you want to find my stuff, you can find it at brunotracy.com, and it's Bruno Tracy Art on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Uh, what about you, Steve? Uh, well, you know, I'm pretty much exclusively right now at uh, circusboy.bandcamp.com, which is a terrible name. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, one of these episodes, it'll be somewhere else, so stay tuned. <laughs> um, but that's that, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and I think we're going to close up with a song from you guys. Sounds Great. good. You got, got one more in it? Yeah. In somewhere? In the chamber. In the chamber. There it is. All right. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. Um, So could we maybe get one last song from you guys? Absolutely. Uh, Quiet part three? (laughs) Someday. What what kind guests? (laughs) Well, this this song... uh, 
It's a death metal song, right? Right. I noticed you're tuning down a little bit. <laughs> Get those low growls. Um, we, uh, this song occurred to me earlier when we were talking about writing songs about people, real people in one's life. Uh, not because it's about any particular person, but just because it's, um, I don't know. Well, it's like an amalgamation. It's a bundle of people. Right, yeah. Because you, do, you, you don't ever want to write a song about one specific person with details and stuff like that. Joe would get wise. That Joe would get wise. <laughs> so I say all that by way of preamble. Uh, the song is called Elliot, but there is no literal Elliot out there in the world that it's about. Good. At good. least not by that name. <laughs> At least not yet. <laughs> Is the song about um, anything in particular about these group of people? Do they have anything that they share, similarities, that made you think yeah. of them as this kind of group? Yeah, it's uh, it's about being the object of un- unwanted romantic attention. Ah. Uh. How that makes you feel a bunch of different things at the same time. Very cool. But, uh, getting... Anyway, this is called Elliot.
I thrived on indifference I tried it all like a beautiful dress Everyone knows we don't deny Elliot None of your words feel as good as your own You're a frog swimming in boiling water Yeah Pulled back the sheet You 